I like that that uh, he was accepted despite being a burnout. Spoilers, quick talk about something else. I got my ear flushed this morning. Yeah, at least got oh, ear I flushed. gotta get my ear flushed too. It's great. I can hear everything. Uh-oh. <laughs> Only on that side. Though. Only on this side though. <laughs> oh good. What? <laughs> Welcome to an audible bowl of dude soup. It's unlike all the rest. It's clear and crisp and fresh. Mm. It's earwax free. This bowl is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club and Blue Apron. For a limited time, for new members can get your first month of the Executive Razor and a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com dude. And you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com soup. I thought he was doing the Blue Apron read for Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. I'll eat that. Yeah, yeah it's Add a little... It. Season a little, with salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, always salt and pepper. It's a little off-putting to put butter on your face. Why don't you do it once? It's called Shave Butter. Back. Yeah. yeah. Supposed to uh, mo- moisturize Kramer or whatever. Did it. Oh, I'll, I'll talk all about that in a minute. Newman First, to eat them. Uh, I guess we're done with, with spoiling Wonder Woman for underwear, unawares audiences. Sorry about that. Uh, I guess the <clears throat> the most interesting news, at least for me, in terms of video game shit, was uh, Nintendo's online uh, service got slightly more detailed and also delayed. Both things. <laughs> so they announced a price twenty bucks for an entire year, which is pretty fucking great. Uh, includes matchmaking, a voice chat app, which people like to roll their eyes at. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> voice chat app. Yeah. So Bruce, imagine uh-huh. being on a device that you're playing a video game on. Oh, you mean a like computer? Okay, sure. Or an Xbox? Yeah. Or a but, PlayStation? But now, now, say you want to chat with me, right? right yeah, you just yeah. call them on the phone, the telephone. Right? Yeah. You provide pull, the cord reaches. You typically would pull out a separate device to call me on Discord or Skype or anything, right? No. What? I would do it on Xbox or PlayStation or PC. No, no, no. You have one headset going in to your if, phone and then one in If someone's your, using the internet, computer. they can't use the phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you're right about that. How? Back in 1996. Uh, well, well, slow down. This is going too fast for me. <laughs> Wait, so it's $20 Hold a year? Yeah, a whole year? That's, that's not so bad. It's not bad. No, it's, Does it come uh, with any games? I'm glad you asked, Bruce. All right. I'm glad you asked. So mm. previously, the way that Nintendo had described their, what they are now calling, uh, what do they call it? The uh, classic game selection. Mm. Previously, the way that worked is every month, for the duration of that month, there would be a select number of classic games updated with online play and maybe other features, more modern features, that would cycle in and out of being freely available. Uh, Now, Nintendo's clarified that to me. No, as long as you are subscribed to this service, there will be an ongoing and ever-growing selection of games that you can play at any time. Um, And that's via, like, Kotaku reached out to Nintendo following the update. They received this quote from Nintendo. Quote, Nintendo Switch Online subscribers... We'll have ongoing access to a library of classic games with added online play. Users can play as many of these games as they want, as often as they like, as long as they have an active subscription. That's cool. So it's games with gold and all that fun stuff. And even games with gold just expanded with the Game Pass. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we talked about this before, how Nintendo has just a ridiculous library of of IP and games. Mm. And it seems like they're, they're slowly being dragged into the modern service economy of games mm-hmm. by saying we will offer these things we'll trickle them out to you and you will have permanent access to them provided you're a paying subscriber god knows they're kicking and screaming while doing it but yeah. they're gonna get there and if they can get game gamecube games on there all the better that would be phenomenal. GameCube games is gonna be like super mario land mm-hmm. quest for the golden coins or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah the three Eventually, games they announced are, in three uh, or four years we'll get the games we yeah, want hope, but, but for right now it'll be a bunch of games nobody wants to play the first yeah. three they announced are super mario brothers 3 balloon fight oh, and yeah. dr mario oh wow balloon fight i must have played 700 hours worth <laughs> <laughs> and that was just last week. <laughs> it's a game that transcends time, like Tetris. They just keep remaking Balloon Fight over and want, over and over. I want to know the legality or the the reason why they don't just go, 
here it is, go nuts, kids. We we legally own all this, and by giving us, I don't know why it's got to be twenty dollars a year, just say like sixty dollars a year, and go, you have access to everything. Because then they go. blow their load. Well, yeah, and yeah. You get, you get, first you get the balloon fight audience, <laughs> then that builds out. They those balloon fight audience, they've always been the most vocal yep. gaming audience. Expa- They'll tell their friends. It expands like a balloon. It expands like a balloon <laughs> till it pops. Yeah, what did balloon fights come out on? Nintendo. Entertainment system, <laughs> and then yeah. they release uh, Balloon Fights 2006. They get the GameCube Balloon HD, and not no, not HD. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was pre HD. Well, so my only theor- theory is this is requiring development because they're adding net play. So they, unless they have a, an emulator wrapper, which exists, and emulators have it, where you can do two player across the internet. They they probably should just do that. But so how how are they adding netplay to Super Mario Brothers three? You yeah, get to sit there and wait while Luigi goes. Watch. Wow, he's got he's got the whistle. And, okay, he's still going. I, I wouldn't expect his turn again. Hang on, I'm getting another call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I can't play balloon fight. I'm in the middle of a netplay match with my bro. Yeah, Mario Brothers three. He's doing well. <laughs> I, no, I have to go back to my call now. Hang up. Dial the app again. I, li- I like to imagine... You're doing real good, Luigi. I like to imagine Nintendo headquarters, you know, buried beneath some shrine, let's be compound. honest. And yeah, the, the Nintendo compound, uh, guarded by security guards. It's a bunch of scientists in lab coats working diligently trying to figure out how do we add net play to a game that came out 35 years ago. Meanwhile, there's one guy going like, some dude already made it in Cincinnati. Like, it exists, <laughs> but and it's free, and you can do, do it do now. It? <laughs> There's a, there's a whole different way of thinking that they have that I think is their, it's a double-edged sword, so that's the reason we get, like, the best games in the world, like, you know, Ocarina of Time or Breath of the Wild or whatever else. But then there's also those same people who think completely differently than everybody else in the world, and then that's why you get a voice chat app for $20 a year. <laughs> so, I think it's the I think it's just a, you know, In Nintendo's sword. defense, uh, they seem to be extraordinarily good about making evaluated judgments on what is important and what isn't. So, you know, when everybody was like, HD is the thing, they went with the Wii. And, you know, you can argue the success or failure of that, but they made fuckloads of money. And Nintendo just put out Splatoon, and it sold 4 million units on the Wii U, which was a garbage platform for it to be on. And that was without voice chat or any other quote-unquote modern gaming features. And just the Switch in general, a lot of people rolled their eyes at it because it didn't play Netflix and didn't have all all the other goodies that modern consoles have, apparently it doesn't matter. So I think there's a lot of things that that gamers expect. Nintendo's kind of operating on a different plane. They're talking to average consumers, and I think average consumers either don't want to talk to people when they play Mm -hmm. games, or if they want to, they already have a solution to do it. I would say Nintendo also holds everything back. This goes back to Mm -hmm. why are these the three games, this is all we get kind of thing. They're they're not opening the floodgates because it means that when A Breath of the Wild comes out, yeah. That everyone's gonna go crazy for it, you know. And when a new yeah. console comes out, everyone's gonna go crazy for it. Mario but. Three does every does well every time they re release it in some new digital platform. Yeah, yes. and I, I think so. Uh, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Why these three games? Of course, I I don't think it's a no brainer. I think it's a no brainer to leave oh, with Mario Three. Well, I think it's more like their business strategy is um, like don't whoa. give them everything because then it'll always leave them wanting more. Sure, we're kind of laughing at these three games also when. Uh, I, I think the Switch is a great platform, and you just bought Street Fighter on it, and you paid oh, you, for, you paid forty dollars oh, for dear. it. <laughs> Street Fighter Two, but I that's think? not a Nintendo thing. That's that's, that's my relationship with Street Fighter. I, absolutely, but they they got you hook, line, and sinker. Uh-huh. That you yeah. said Steph's been playing Puyo Puyo Tetris, which yeah. like that that's not anything too revolutionary. Great game, but 
it's been Tetris, before. Poo-poo, right? Tetris? Poo-poo Tetris is what's called. Poo-poo. Yeah. Um, so like... Slayers of shit. It's, it's a... Uh, yeah, they're just kind of going with it and we're eating it up. I think mm-hmm. Nintendo also has uh, ways of... They, they never or very rarely cannibalize themselves. By that I mean if they did something like a game service where they just do everything, then there'd be no reason to buy an NES Mini. Right, but headphones have microphones built into them. That's a thing. Yeah. You know, we don't need one with two wires. So <laughs> I'm going to be, I'll, I'll slightly be devil's advocate. Let's, let's say that, because Nintendo right now is getting crunched over component parts. They cannot make switches because they're fighting Apple for like uh, microchips and shit. Hmm. Uh, okay. So let's say theoretically they could have done that, but maybe it's harder to get the parts to make a port that has both audio and microphones in it. And how terrible would it be if Switch missed a lot of 500,000 units because they didn't have enough audio ports. Sure. I, just, just devil's advocate. It's just there, there are more considerations to make when, it, when you're at Nintendo and playing at the level they are right now with the Switch to say like, oh, they should have done that or should have done this. They, they made a lot of those judgments before knowing that this thing would even take off and it's really taking off. So I don't know. It's, it's so hard because from our perspective, it's like, well, we're consumers and we want stuff. From their perspective, they have to balance the fact that they do have mega IP and they could give it away not give it away, but use it to bolster a pretty amazing service. But who knows, 10 years down the line, that may end up ruling out an NES Mini that was a good payday for them, or a SNES Mini, or an N64 Mini, or whatever cool thing that they can come up with that we haven't even thought of yet. My, my relationship with Nintendo is never really as a critic. It's always just, I'm just trying to get inside your head. Yeah, like, I just don't know. I just want, I, I'm just curious. I ask these questions because I don't think that you're doing anything wrong. Clearly you're not, but... My God, it, it feels like I don't even understand the wavelength that you're on, but it's always working. Well, I mean, know? they, they have made mistakes. We're, we're quick to forget Wii U. And, yeah. and that's kind of, that, for me, that's, again, like what James is saying. It's like, I'm trying to get in their head because one way it worked with the Wii, right? The Wii blew up and everybody bought it. And I was just, and it's one of those things where it's like, Nintendo's like, see, we know what we're doing. And they released the Wii U and nobody buys it. So it's a, I feel it's like a feast or famine type of thing, not like an Xbox or a PlayStation where it's like slowly on the incline. It's like Nintendo's doing, you know, like they'll crash and then come back up and then crash again. Well, the interesting thing about the Wii U is I still believed in that. I like, I got it. And I was like, when I was playing it, I was like, this is going to open up a whole new avenue of games. Like the fact that you can have this device here, it's going to change everything. This is a new way to play stuff. And then no one no developers made anything that used it other than the game that came with the Wii U. You said that. Like, to an empty room of <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was Hello? alone on the couch yeah. and no one on voice chat could hear me because there was none. <laughs> so yeah, it's that was a weird situation. Fight. Oddly, some Wii U titles did have voice chat because there was a microphone in the gamepad and you'd just be screaming at your controller. Uh, like Monster Hunter had voice chat. Yeah. It, it was one of those like half steps but, where it was there, but it was probably way too hard for developers to implement, and none of them did. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Okay, call me crazy. Does d- does the switch? Ha- oh no, it doesn't. Never mind. I was gonna say it should have had Bluetooth or something. It does. A, that's how the controllers connect. But you can't use a Bluetooth. You can't use wireless Bluetooth headphones with it. I don't think so. No. So it has Bluetooth, but they just don't <laughs> want you to use it. With I just, I just they don't support I, I, those. I remember this was a really lazy thing uh, Sony did with the PS3. Oh yeah. Where. When, you know, in the heyday of the Xbox 360, they were just handing you headsets, being like, chat online with your friends. You're like, wow, this is crazy. I can talk. This is so much fun. And Sony's like, I don't know, go buy a Bluetooth headset or something, you idiot. 
and you'd buy one and they're garbage. And so you just hear a bunch of people playing Metal Gear Online. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, the fuck was this thing? Some $20 um, Walmart Bluetooth headset. But yeah. I, I'm just saying like maybe that could have been a potential option for Nintendo to just mm. say like, yeah, just use Bluetooth. There you go. You figure it out instead of download yeah. our app, buy the special headphones that plug into two different things. Chat adapter. Someone's going to hang themselves on accident with those headphones. All the, all the cords and wires and you stuff. You saw that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's madness. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's It's something, man. Oh, man. It needs, it needs a diagram. What is this? Oh, we're watching Captain What's N and the Game Master. Master. I, I remember yeah. watching this when I was a kid, but man, it's... <laughs> oh, yeah, this. This is great. Just, Just plug it in your phone. It's my head. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, this, this so is... You plug it into your phone because you do voice chat. You plug it into the Switch because so, that you can hear this is, the audio... <laughs> We're looking at a diagram of how you get <laughs> yeah. headphones to work with the Switch and your phone. It also might be launch codes for a nuke. Well, I can't it looks tell. like a suicide machine. Here's my problem. <laughs> oh. Here's my problem with this image that we're looking at. Uh-huh. From the device, there's cords. Yeah. And they do on each of the cords two squiggly lines indicating that the cord is in fact longer than you see here. True. I thought that was no an AC shit. current. No shit it is. <laughs> Why did, what kind of person saw that and said, hey, wait a minute, this cord is is way longer than the diagram would show. Like, <laughs> no shit, do, you really, do we because, really live in an age where we have to go, but the cord's gonna be longer than that. Yes, There's squiggly there. Yes, because the there. internet exists and people are idiots yeah, and they they're... also like to raise shit for no reason. Well, I'm it shouldn't be this complicated. It shouldn't be this complicated. We live in a world of no wires yeah. where it's Apple- looks kind of cool though. Uh, no, no, it, does. it just doesn't. looks like oh, a headset. <laughs> this cyberpunk. Yeah. Hold on. It looks kind of cool. Oh, wait. I like the Look how big the microphone is. Let me let me spice it up for you. It's interchangeable. Oh, you can change the name of these wow. Yeah. To red or green. Nintendo now, discovered 2005. I'm oh, so happy for so them. So you can match your uh, little Wiimote controller. I was going to say, but controller. those controllers, they weren't the same Joy-Con colors, though, were nope. they? The no, well, those were more Splatoon. But now you can do more custom colors, can you? Yeah, because the Splatoon is coming with like a magenta and green. I thought I saw Michael Jones had like uh, color colored ones. Yeah. yeah, I think those are custom made, aren't they? Oh, I thought they were custom made. That's what I, I figured. That's why I said yeah, you can make custom. Yeah, you have, to, you have to go now. to another website. No, there's Michael there's always gets official his custom controllers. Yeah, Michael does it. There's mm. official. Uh, we're gonna rage quit and break it. See, <laughs> these these old girls right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the other man. That's the other thing. Nintendo and their colors. Remember there was like a whole rainbow of N64 controllers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. You, you, you always knew when you had all those controllers lying there and your friends came over with theirs. I like you'd that. be like, oh, well, the, don't yeah. touch my gold uh, gold controller. Don't touch my Waybird. <laughs> well, that was GameCube. Yeah. I know. I'm aware of what it was for. <laughs> also, <laughs> Everyone's favorite controller. <laughs> also in, in the uh, the realm of video games just becoming a paid service a la Netflix. Is that Danny McBride? It, it is. I bet it is. He's, he's done an ad I for... I love that game. I don't have my glasses on. It looks like Bernie. So... Huh. <laughs> so this is Xbox Game Pass. Uh, it's it's essentially Netflix for video games. Uh, games will come in and leave the service. Um, hmm. If you if you have a Xbox Game Pass subscription, you can buy these games and have permanent access to them at a discount. I think the idea is that you try it out. If they get you bought into a game and then it leaves the service, you'll end up buying it. I'd be really curious to to hear if Microsoft pays some very small stipend based off installs or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, there's, I mean, something like this, again, makes me very embittered to children today because I hate them for all everything they have. Uh-huh. This is something that would, 
I would love, absolutely love if I were younger and had no money. I mean, you can. You're a human and you exist. But I have a job now and I have to like clean stuff and jump in dumpsters and... I can't play Hexic 2 or Spartan Soul or Grid 2. You can play 2. it on your computer. All I want. Yeah, you can do this Night Squad. You want. I don't even know what that is, but I want to play it. Wait, they got the Jump Jet Rex? They did. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that's pretty good. I've never heard there. of it. That sounds like a made up video game in an it's episode of Big Bang Theory. Wait, how do you say Cough 98 Oom? What? That's King of oh. Fighters 98. <laughs> Ultimate match. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, embarrassing. Is, I know, it is embarrassing. You're right. I feel like we've we've talked about stuff similar to this for a while, and it's here. It's really here and it's real now. So you can pay a small amount of money per month and just have access to whatever whatever trash they shovel in your face. Yeah. We should ditch Tenno. Overwatch and play Monday Night Combat. Mm -hmm. Just that should be our game. Great idea. The original Overwatch. This is described <laughs> as the Netflix of video games. I think it that it, that it insists upon itself <laughs> by calling it that because I mean the, no one I'm the one calling it that you're not streaming any of these games you have to install them yeah, so it doesn't have that now. kind of That's ease true. of access plus from what I can tell Netflix now is great because of all the exclusive Netflix originals that it offers and and once my, if Microsoft gets some original game that's that's Game Pass only which they won't do because then they narrow down their audience too much then it might be pretty cool but I saw a Halo but, or two in there. Yeah, they're, they're, the Microsoft exclusives are in there. No, no, I mean exclusives as in she means only, only, only for Game Pass. Yeah. You get that, oh. that Game Pass. Like, like, you only have Netflix, so you can watch House of Cards. Man. Um, game, so it's interesting because GameTap was doing exactly that almost 10 years ago. They had a, uh, a subscription-based yeah. game library Man. service. I remember that. And near the end of it, they were even publishing their own games that were exclusive to that service. Like Uru. Yeah. Yeah, was it Uru again? I think it was Uru. I, ugh. I thought that was Hulu, and you were just no, no. Uru was like a, it was like the Mist sequel, and they thought you playing as a guy with a ponytail was a good idea. Like you can play and as they yourself. Were right. Yeah, oh. cool dudes, <laughs> man. Yeah, the uh, boy, the UI UI is not so great. Uh, for those who are only listening, we're, we're watching. Uh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, this was, uh, I want to say this was like a Turner Network thing. You yeah, guys, it was TBS. What, what you guys want is that thing that was the streaming the games to your system so that you didn't install yeah, them. Game that's Cloud? What I want. What was no, it called? what was it called? I reviewed the thing. On Live. Yeah, On yeah, Live. That's what okay. it was. And, and Gaikai. And that's a good name. On Live is what you. Well, Gaikai became PlayStation. That's now. what you wanted, yeah. which was to stream those games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, PlayStation Now, exactly. Um, and even that kind of sucked. So it wasn't. It's just, it's just not there yet. Yes. It's just yeah, it's like not there. which is weird because I feel like internet speeds now have they've caught up pretty well. Still though, still it's still. not about bandwidth; it's about latency. Unfortunately, that's what. Well, I mean, yeah. like you need more bandwidth to lower latency. I would assume. It, uh, so, and maybe better the, hardware. Yeah, make maybe. the pipes bigger. <laughs> um, it's more. I think it'd be more about. It's more about just the, Look at the nips on that guy. Yeah, they're very saggy and puffy. <laughs> show, it's more about the construction this, of the internet in general. This show yeah. should have been illegal. IP by before. the way. Yeah, it's like not good. That right now, so we're watching Captain N, the Game Master. Is that Doctor Wiley? Yes, it is. Yeah, and who's what's the name of that weird thing? It's Mother Brain. Mother Brain. Oh. Eggplant Wizard. That looks like mucus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just there. So there's a plot line in this episode where they're trying to make the Game Boy evil. Uh oh. Because I'm pretty sure they had to add a character Game Boy <laughs> at some point. <laughs> oh right, because they sold the Game Boy. Yeah, of course. Oh man, it's this whole thing was confusing. It, it was a bunch of people who had never like played a Nintendo and they had to make a show around it. And they're yeah. like, who's this character? That's Mega Man. They're like, he should say every other word should be Mega. Right? <laughs> that makes sense. Also, he should sound like an old Italian plumber for some reason. <laughs> so, it's always, he's always like, I don't like that Mega. And like, yeah. why would he, what, who? 
That's so confusing. I was so happy when they made the like anime style. Uh, Mega Man cartoon. Yeah, who is that supposed oh, to be? Yeah, yeah. Who's the guy with the oh, Simon hair? Belmont. It's what? Simon, Simon Belmont. Belmont from Castlevania. Oh, yeah. Dude. The mountain I climbers. The show and I don't remember this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Launchpad uh, McQuack. McQuack. Oh, man. It's probably the same voice. Mother Mother Brain is like a, like a jive talking. Yeah, like, she's saucy. Yeah. She's, she's mm. jive talking? Yeah, she's like, yeah. Dr. What? I'm not going to do remember. it. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, anything. You can't get away with that. No. You're no Mother Brain. It was, once again, I caught the show once or twice, I think, as a kid. I remember being like, like wow, I'm so happy I caught the show, and then being really sad that I did because oh. it's not good. No way. No. I used to watch this show, and then I'd take my own gun, and then I'd stick the cord in my pants because it was too long. Because mm-hmm. even though on the on diagram the diagram it had swiggles, it was mm-hmm. actually quite long. I had to stick it in my pants so that way I could use it like he did. And the character What's with his knees. I don't know. They, <laughs> they have a real hard time drawing humans on this show. Well, like, that's Kid Icarus. Is that, is that what yeah. Name's yeah. Pit. Bruce. Oh. oh no, you're right. You're absolutely right. God, Pit no. or Pip. Pit. 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 Yeah. I always called him Pip. How embarrassing. They yeah, just actually, call him Kid Icarus. I'm not sure who Kid Icarus <laughs> is because that's not a character in Kid Icarus at all. Oh, whatever. Hmm. What you going to do? He the Kid Icarus? I guess so, but they never referred to him as Oh, that. no. Game Boy's evil now. No, he's not. He'll oh. come back to oh, life. he's spawning enemies out of his Game Boy face. <laughs> uh, two frames <laughs> a second. <laughs> They're like, what if they're like digital zombies or bats so we only have to draw two frames from? Bats. Great. <laughs> Look out, Kid Icarus has a gun. <laughs> What's like, that dog from? from? What game? The dog, dog followed him into yeah. the game dimension. Oh. That was his red 80s That's dog. That's uh, Nintendogs, but they didn't know it yet. You see his eyes glitch out? <laughs> Everything's... <laughs> He's so sexy, though. He's super hot. Well, yeah. He is pretty sexy. Because I think they used the same character model as... Is it Zelda? No, who's the girl? Princess... She's the princess Daphne of something. Or something. Oh, oh, I think you're right. She, the same she's face. Not, I, I think they just drew it twice and like I think you're right. give one short hair, give one long hair. And then yeah, Simon's like That's some, Simon Belmont? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's like the d- dumb oaf launchpad character archetype. <laughs> but Mega we can Man's all agree that Captain N <laughs> is very hot. What? If you Mega Man's fat. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is he fat? <laughs> He's green. I know. If you'd like to be as hot as Captain N, you need a good shave. Because in the eighties, no assholes had beards like these these gross disgusting no humans it's over true. here it's true and to help you do that you should sign up for dollar shave club featuring dr carver's shave butter that's a trans it's transparent for a more precise shave which is actually pretty helpful if you're trying to edge into specific areas if you ever use shaving cream it's kind of hard to see exactly what you're cutting so uh shave butter is good for that it helps prevent ingrown hair and fights razor bumps um i get a real ingrown hair problem on my neck here but since using shave butter that's cleared up quite a bit you look good thank you Thank you. Uh, for a limited time, new members can get their first month of free, or sorry, can get the first month of the Executive Razor and a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. They say that that's a $15 value for $5. Uh, in your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, full of, a full cassette of four cartridges of the, the razors, and a tube of Shave Butter, which is enough to keep you going pretty much the entire month, unless you have just like a Brillo pad of a face. Uh, after your first month, replacement cartridges automatically ship at their regular price. And they say there are no hidden fees and no commitments. You can cancel anytime you like. So you can get this offer uh, exclusively by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Once more, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Do your face a favor. Get yourself a weighty handle and la- lather up with some butter. Your face will thank you. So thank you, Dollar Shave Club, for the sponsorship. Once more, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Thank you. Smooth. He's so smooth. Yeah, there was there was a moment where I always had a lot of like bumps under my my neck, and then I thought around 2010 I think was the moment that I looked at them and I was like, oh wait, those are all hairs. So then my magic technique was to shave and then use an exacto knife 
to cut in and pop the hair out. Oh, no. Because they were really deep. That's, I yeah, mean, that's not the way to do it. That's I don't know how else to do it. It's like using a knife to cut your nails. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what else? What else? <laughs> exacto knife at his neck. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I, uh, it's a lot harder to cut your neck open than you might think. You can really dig around in there. It's safe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was that was my mm. technique for a while, and then I actually started buying better shave products and like shaving with the grain and using ten skin and all sorts of male hygiene products that I was just until then I was just kind of clawing at my face Damn. until all the hair mm. fell out. Yikes! Wow. I'm a I'm an educated man, a classy man. Uh, let's see another other video game news. We got a uh, Steam Direct has mm. now announced their fee. So. Uh, Steam's gotten kind of slammed with games uh, over the past two or three years. They sort of opened the floodgates, and so now there's just sh loads of shitty visual novels. It's great for us. Yeah, a bunch of just like shitty YouTube meme cash-in games. Again, still great for us. But for the average consumer, it's kind of bad. And also, if you have an indie developer that actually tries, but then they get slammed out by like, I don't know, Dumpster Bear or whatever, which actually <laughs> was a pretty fun game. Um, You're a Dumpster Bear. I am, true. Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, so Steam has replaced Greenlight, which a lot of indie developers were complaining like it wasn't really weeding out bad games. It just made it a popularity contest. So it was all about could you like, could you meme hard enough to get all the stupid Steam kids to vote for your game? Now Steam is just doing Steam Direct, which is you pay a hundred dollar fee to get listed on Steam, and then once you get a thousand dollars in sales, that one hundred dollars is refunded. Oh, so the idea is it's supposed to keep like some dumb high school kid with RPG Maker. Just flipping assets from some other game and getting push it for emore was art. Wait, you think yeah. that he can't scrounge together a hundred dollars? That's what I was just thinking. These kids have their parents' credit cards on fucking tap. Maybe, maybe well, so, but a hundred dollars is cheap, and I think that's it's really reasonable. But James is right. Oh. I feel like there are those kids, eighteen-year-old kids, have no problem. It's, yeah, it's more a question of flooding. So if if that kid tries to put up fifteen oh. meme games, okay, yeah. Sure, he can get one through the system, but yeah. if he's just flooding the marketplace with a bunch of one shots and hopefully one will blow up, that's true. Then, then that's what that's supposed to disincentive. Well, it's like it's like Twitter's free, right? So it's just it's a brain vomit. Mm. It's just blah 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 blah. But imagine if each tweet costs you a hundred dollars. Yeah, then you think you go, about it. Ah, hmm, yeah. do I really want to just put that out there as a joke? Now I'll save it for the good stuff. I don't know. I think that's the idea. Uh, the some of the some of the reactions. This is a, via an article on Games Gama Sutra. Uh, Daniel Steger at Steger Games mm -hmm. writes: The big risk of Steam Direct is, of course, a release list that is unmanageable with a recommendation engine that only helps already big developers. So that's you know kind of the situation as it is now. There's just hundreds of games releasing on Steam. The recommendation engine tends to reward where all the traffic goes, which is people that can afford publicity. Uh, Megan Fox at Glass Bottom writes: I think. The most important bit is the fee, $100, stays the same, but is recoupable and indies don't have to do a weird song and dance to pass green light. So, theoretically, it's a bit more direct now. Uh, you can just pay your 100 bucks, get your game on Steam, and theoretically from there, the, the marketplace and the community will highlight good releases and make sure people know about them. Potentially that's not the case. I don't know. It's, it's, been, it's been good for us, specifically, because... For me, it's genuinely fun to trawl the new releases on Steam and mm. pick out all the weird Dogorak shit and have us play it. I enjoy doing that, but don't you find I'm just inundated by stuff that's VR support or VR only, and I hmm. I'm not that's I'm not looking for that. And uh, I wish there was. A, I know you can isolate search terms on Steam, but you can't isolate like non VR, and that's so that's hmm. what I would like from Steam. Yeah, personally. I would like. You can like search search by tags and stuff, but even that's pretty subjective. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, there's no. 
no, no non VR tag. tag. I want so a non visual novel it. tag. Yeah. yeah. Much like I'd like to <laughs> screen out certain hashtags on Twitter, it would be nice to screen out certain tags on Steam to just because I think if you screened out yeah VR exclusive or visual novels, you'd be left with about a third of the games to look at, look yeah. through. Steam is feeling really bloated lately. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like new iTunes. Mm. With every update, I feel like it's getting slower and bulkier. And like we just had an issue last week where games just weren't downloading. Though that may have oh, been yeah. an internal. I think, was, I think it was an internet. It was thing. an internet office thing, but it was like getting any sort of support or anything for it. I don't know. It's oh. so many other things like GOG or Origin are just like they're snappy. Yeah, and it's just like boom, go. A Steam it always feels like it's like click, sharp. load. There it is. Well, I don't know. Steam feels like YouTube. Felt mm. like huh. it's like there's a lot of it's stuff away on from it now. It's, it's hard to find exactly what yeah. you're looking for, um, and all the stuff that doesn't need the publicity gets most of the publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So like a new Far Cry game comes out, that's fine, but Ubisoft could have afforded to market it. So like, yeah. like you know, as much as I am excited for the new American Made trailer starring Tom Cruise, which is like on YouTube's top ten trending right now, mm -hmm. it probably didn't need the <laughs> marketing help. <laughs> a giant movie starring Tom Cruise. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird how Steam is now just at the size of something like yeah. YouTube for games. There are certain curators I, I rely on, especially for my, not as much for work stuff, because I'll just dig for work, but on stuff that I on a personal level would enjoy playing. Um, like Rock, Paper, Shotgun generally yeah. is indie, so I generally But they, find they have really good there. indie picks. They find the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, but then you've got to be really reliant on those curators to update frequently. And that the whole like kind of curator community isn't as thriving as I would hope it would be. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, there's there are certain curators that haven't updated in so long, and I feel mm. like maybe I'm all maybe you need to be consistent with that to still keep, hold, retain one of those pages. I don't know. Steam, Steam does a lot, and I'd really like to know what the growth in employees was at Valve from, like, three people started working on Steam back in, you know, what, 2002 or whatever, to now. Hmm. I want to know how many people are on it, uh, how big, like... How much revenue it generates? I think just because it's it's uh, like we always complain about how bloated it actually is, and I, I wonder for real how bloated it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still a 32-bit app, and people were asking like, "Can you make a 64-bit one?" And some developer came and said like, "No, the way it works, it actually wouldn't even make sense." Like, mm. we most of the customers we serve are not on 64-bit chips, so why are we on x64? So why would we do that? It's mm. all was it x86 or whatever 32-bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're like. Like we're just serving majority of the people, and you wouldn't even see a difference. Which is always Probably people not. never want to hear that when yeah. they're like, "No, like you're dumb." <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean I'm dumb? You're dumb. And then you know, more number means better. So, mm -hmm. f you. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe that time will come. One some day? kind of hot Koopa kid. Sorry, yeah, I've been trying to figure it, it out. Yeah. So it, we're She's watching Super Mario Brothers Super Show now, and so it was one of Bowser's kids. She took a spell that transferred her into a person except she still has her tail. Oh. No, I think that this is the perfect opportunity for Mario and Luigi to bang her. Mm -hmm. And then what's Bowser going to do? We fucked your daughter. That's a good point. Right. That's a really good point. Oh, no, he's attacking the kingdom. You go, we fucked your daughter. We fucked your daughter. Mm -hmm. And Bowser goes, oh, go ahead. Bowser goes, I'll fuck Peach. He already tries to do yeah. that. Though. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't he do that? Yeah, he did because uh, Toad's their son. Oh, right. Mario, no, Mario Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr., yeah, don't be stupid. Mario should impregnate her because uh -huh. then that way when Bowser has a granddaughter... It's Mario's daughter. Mm -hmm. Wow. That really is really stuck it to Bowser. <laughs> uh, so back to Steve. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I tricked you. Just, oh, it was she's Wendy still hot. Along. Yeah, it's still yeah. She's still hot. <laughs> they just they look her up and down and go, 
Yeah, we could do this. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. guys have a an idea or suggestion of how to improve Steam? No. Yeah. So it, it's no. weird because Valve, it's the I, I really keeps respect. Getting bigger. Valve did such a good job, sort of handing the keys over to the community at basically every step. They're like, hey, you want to curate stuff, fine. You want to vote on stuff, fine. You want to tag stuff, fine. Review stuff, good. They're they're pretty smart about offloading that onto the Steam audience. Now, in a very YouTube type of way, you're starting to see, okay, humans in bulk tend to behave in these ways, that they're always driven to things that are already popular. And there's not a lot of motivation for them to dig out and find the good versus the bad indie games or all the other shovelware crap that can hit Steam. So then, what's the solution if, if the system is designed by people is not working to the benefit of everybody? You divide it up into different clients. You mm. do like an indie client and you do a AAA yeah. client and you do, I mean like that's, that's the first thing I thought of mm. just because it's so bloated and you can't pare it down now. You can you can change the UI or whatever, but if if it needs all those things, that's the only way to do it. Like yeah. it'd be really cool if like you could download an indie client that's like these are the indie games, that yeah. and that way you would never have to even look at Steam. I think um, there and then that gets into the area where you really need specific curators t that can make concrete yeah. decisions to say yeah. this game is an indie game yep. because there are so many yeah. games that fall into different gray areas. Where is it indie? Is it is it adventure or is it platform or is it puzzler? Like like is it action? Is it like there's so you have you really have to uh, have have kind of people in there yep. like you know doing that. They need like an, a whole early access client because like a lot of the times when I go on Steam, if I ever want to browse, I'll go straight to early access and look at the mm -hmm. the leaderboards, and mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, what's number one? And like yeah. kind of like just read why it's number one, and then maybe find out if somebody else has played it or whatever. But that I, I feel like that would be the first thing I would do is download the early access client and just do that. It seems like Steam, though, it would be in their interest to make it all more of a blur. Like, yeah, you're right. I don't know what game I'm buying, but I just bought it. No, you're you know, right. like <laughs> you're absolutely right. That seems like what they want. I don't know. Maybe like a uh, if they did a like a, a complete rehash of Steam, where it was like it was just a blank slate, and this is like maybe it's like Bruce is saying it's a completely different client, and maybe even the users determine what's in the store. Hmm. Like it well, is that was all the idea behind Greenlight. Kind of, yeah, but like, talk, like it's a, imagine the entire thing is just curated and done by the public, but it's a separate client. So you're like, if you don't want the big bloated mess of everything, it's sort of like, here is a cleaner version of it, and you can opt out of it, you can opt in, whatever you want to do. Call it vapor. Call it vapor. I wouldn't mind actually, now that you brought that up, yeah, separating the store and games management. I don't want to have to look at the store every time I just want to play a game. Well, they want you to, like, James I know, said. I know. It's, yeah. it's a way to manipulate traffic. Uh, <laughs> And, and the big thing that gets me, and I know Gaben has his own particular grievances against Microsoft, but it would be nice if Steam supported new Windows features in any way. Like adding it to the start menu, tiles, oh, sure. like you yeah. have to go through hoops to make that stuff happen. Or like add a shortcut to the desktop and then add it that way. It's, it just seems annoyingly recalcitrant on Valve's part because I know mm -hmm. they hate control. But they invented a system that is also controlled. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. and also Whatever, it man. works when you want a game. Yeah. That's the first place you look. I will say like Steam continues to make micro improvements that I, I never look at and say, well that why did they do that? It's not like when a social media platform makes a new change that you're and everyone goes, Oh, what are they doing? Like every time Steam, you know, says, uh, well, okay, now you can return games if you play it for less than two hours or or you have it for less than this amount of time, or you can uh now you can. Uh, I lost my train of thought. No, no, I was laughing. Uh, at the, at the yeah, yeah, I know the, the game's really, distra really, really distracting. Or uh, like 
uh, what did they? Do? Oh, now now only people who have purchased the game can actually lend a review. Um, oh, like yeah. little yeah. little yeah. every time they're making those little micro improvements, I'm always like, yes, I agree with this. Like, thank you, mm -hmm. Steam. Um, but that being said, I can never find my wish list. I always forget where the wish list is, <laughs> and it's always so I don't know why, but it's always so weird and hidden. And I'm like, you would think what they would want is the wish list constantly in your mind of like the games that you <laughs> are hankering for, but yeah, it's, it's weird. You're right. Well, they had to make a whole meta game to get people to add games to their wish list. It was like some some winter sale where they said if you add ten games to your wish list, you might get two of them or something. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The Steam is pretty good about dragging users through features they don't want to use or weren't aware that they were there. But then they, there's a new feature that they have to do that with, so the old ones get kind of deprecated pretty quickly. Like all the the, the card trading and all that, I just well, never got oh, into because yeah. yeah. I, I just looked at it and went, "That's too complicated." I remember Lawrence tried to explain it to me once, and it there took was, like fifteen minutes. There was, was a like. There was a fun metagame there for a while, for a while, where I would earn cards for a game I didn't really care about. I would sell them to get like market credit. I would use that credit to buy cards for a game I did care about. I'd get a badge in that game. The only, <sighs> like now there's been so much like brute force manipulation of the Steam store. You have to go through, I think, two or three waves of, of uh, confirmation before you can actually list a sale. So to sell a card for 10 cents, I have to list it on listed on sale in the store, go to my email, click a link to go to steampower.com, which doesn't load half the time, and then hit a button there too, which means I have to log in on the web client as well. The quick solution mm. is to install the Steam app and use the authenticator there, but then the Steam app is kind of annoying and I don't want it on my phone. Man. So it's, they've, they've this really... For, this is all for what? This ten is, cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what? Ten cents. Is it like credit? Oh, it's real money. <laughs> like you can spend it on Steam. So if you peep, uh, kids will like, I say kids because this is either very frugally minded people or people that don't have any money. Specifically, I would do this if I were a Steam user before I had a job. But they would farm up games that were cheap, sell all the cards, either equal or exceed the price of the game, and mm. then buy more Steam games with that. Got it. Um, which led to like trading card abuse and yeah. uh, something called Idol Master, which is like the game, except it's a batch file you just run, goes through your entire Steam library, launches a game, lets it sit at the title screen until all the cards are generated, and then closes it, goes to the next one. <laughs> yes, people do this shit. And Steam it's is kind of a waste of electricity. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, right? Like, what are they? It's their parents paying for the electricity. It's kind of like teenagers farming Bitcoin thinking that they're geniuses. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, um, this, I think it's that evidence is unintended consequences. Like, Steam tries to come up with this awesome metagame that'll drive engagement and get people playing games and get people into the Steam ecosystem. But then people, almost like it's their mission, find a way to gamify. Abuse it. Because yeah. that's what they are, you know? Well, that's, so, what, that's yeah. What, I mean, like, I think the probably the earliest Steam user was that person. Like it was like the Team Fortress for the you know like they found out oh like certain items will drop so then they just had idle servers mm. where you get into oh, yeah. you just literally put your character on a Team Fortress server for eighteen hours. Certain items would, would drop. You come back with like all right I got some items. Like <laughs> it's just those are those are the people that they are marketing to all the time. Valve has always had that that audience and they always will. And it's it's such a challenge. I, I as much as as much as I personally might have issues with Steam and how it how it works now and where it's gone and the features that it's added. I also appreciate that Valve has got the hardest job in the world. They have to create a service for some of the most demanding consumers while also being aware of the fact that those consumers have certain idiosyncratic traits. Like they will try to crack any system wide open to their own benefit. So you introduce something like trading cards, yes, it's going to get exploited to the, to the tune of Valve now needing three levels of authorization to list a single card on sale for six fucking cents. Um, the problem Price is just went down four cents. <laughs> it's I'm losing to your, money here. Yeah, 
It's linked to your profile, so there actually is a mechanical reason to want to generate badges. It levels you up, gets you more friend slots. <laughs> I still uh, don't know. He's still trying to explain this. And you get, <laughs> I still don't care. You get little Two icons. Years later. <laughs> Here we are. Steam chat. Man. Anyway, this episode's also sponsored by Blue Apron. Uh, if you enjoy if you enjoy cracking the walnut on stuff, Blue Apron will help you crack the walnut on your life. It's like a it's like a life hack for eating. There, you can use that one, Blue Apron. That one's free. Here's a sample of the menu they got coming up. They have warm smoked trout and asparagus salad with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons. Spiced zucchini enchiladas with creamy lime and tomato rice. Elote style vegetable tostadas with summer squash, poblano peppers, and cilantro rice. And peach honey glazed chicken with mashed sweet potatoes, collard greens, and Thai basil. Uh, that's the that's upcoming week's menu, which you can check out and also get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueprint.com soup. Uh, just quick note, uh, we've done Blue Apron ads here a lot. In case, in case maybe you haven't heard one before, Blue Apron is a, it's a meals by mail, mail service. They send you a box that has all of the ingredients. It's pre-separated, pre-measured. All you got to do is unpack it, throw it in your fridge, and when it's time to cook, take out the recipe card, follow the instructions. All you need is a good set of knives, oil, salt, and pepper, and a pan, and you're pretty much set to go. Uh, they say you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Please go to blueapron.com soup to get your first three meals free with free shipping. Once more, that's blueapron.com soup. Thank you, Blue Apron. I, miss, the delicious I miss it. Oh, I, I, had to, I had to go on hold for a week because we were moving. Oh. And we're like, we have no place to cook this. Mm. But yeah. uh, we're back on. Oh, yeah. So how's, the, how's the move going? It's done. Yeah? We did it. Pain-free? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Elise, and probably relates to this to me a lot, but... um. I'm only 32 and I have a lot of back pain. Ooh. I think it's because I slouch a lot. Okay. I really I realized that while moving, I was like I was uh, doing a lot of like cable or a lot of I was putting a desk together. As all day I was just like, oh my back, and I'm like I shouldn't be saying that no. at this age. Hmm. I've I think I sit too much. That's my problem. Bruce, I need a standing desk. All right, let's do it. Remember We're, when you guys wanted the desks? Yeah. Raise and lower. Veradesk or whatever, yeah. I wish I wish we had gotten those for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, I wanted one, and at least like me too. And then I think six other no, people no, are like, no, no, "We doing standing desks?" It was something like I, I think someone said, Elise said, "Can I get a new pen?" My like head, I need, I need an eight pack of broken. oh my headphones. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I can I get some new headphones because mine aren't working? Bruce said, "Yeah, no problem. Of course, you can't work with broken headphones." And then Adam goes, "Actually, I need headphones too." And then Bruce is like, what's wrong with yours? He's like, oh, mine are fine, but these are mine from home. So I've just been using mine from home. And Bruce is like, oh, yeah, well, no yeah, sure, you can get headphones. And then Adam goes, actually, instead of headphones, can you get me a desk that's a standing and a sitting desk? And then Bruce is he, like, what? And said, then Elise goes, I need one, too. He said, actually, can I put my headphone money toward this? Yes. Yeah. And that's how it works. It's it's like, you can't earn the headphone yeah. money. Also, there was no price comparison. The standing desk was like twice the cost of headphones. No, no, no. The, those, those, the, the one that moved and lowered was like it was like eleven hundred dollars. Right, because uh. I wanted eleven hundred dollars headphones. Uh. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I thought, I thought if he's putting the headphone money toward the desk, uh, least, I'll just no, use yeah. the these headphones that are short that was, circuiting yeah. on my well, head. Then, I think at least and I were like, well, if we, if we pull our headphone <laughs> money, together. it was funny because it was like <laughs> we could get one thing. It was funny because I was watching like watching this unfold across from Bruce. This is this is by the way like a year ago at least. At least, yeah. And so I was sitting across <laughs> from Bruce, and it was we were both like watching a tennis match. We were like, uh, like, because <laughs> like, Elise and Adam are talking to each other, and they're ch it's just changing. I saw Wonder Woman this weekend, and I said, "Never shall I sit again." <laughs> mm -hmm. yep, now it's back. Yep, you did it. 
Do you think if you had a standing desk, you would become Wonder Woman? True. Over the course of well, a couple yes. months. James, James sent around an article, I think mainly to Joel, that was like, <laughs> standing desks do not improve <laughs> they don't do anything. anything at all. Walking yeah. desks yeah. do improve. Sure. But that <laughs> requires a treadmill and everything. Oh. But just standing is standing in place yeah. is not really Joel yeah. that different. Joel needs a segue desk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can develop mobility issues from sitting too much sure. because, you know, you're constantly in this position. Yeah. But... It's not. It's not healthier. I don't no sit. Um, I sit like this. So I do I that sit too. Like, I slump. like you're There's standing a... all right. I slump. Yeah. Uh, Most people slump. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I like can't. Yeah. <laughs> My spine's curved like a xenomorph, <laughs> so I cannot. If I'm working on something and just sort of. Like my mind's totally in what I'm doing and not at all in my body or body language, I will end up yep, pretty much too. just like that with my head slouched to the side yeah. so my neck doesn't yeah. even like have Stephen support. Hawking. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Some like I remember Someone one time that. I was I was writing at home because this is when I was a, a blog master. Mm-hmm. And I was I was deep into an article, man, the words were flowing. But I was like basically just doing this at the computer and my girlfriend walked in. She's like, What the fuck are you doing? And that's when I realized Changing oh, the world. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a monster. Speaking of which, uh, I discovered a lost treasure. Uh, I found the Insta Gaming blog backup. Oh right. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm thinking. I'm Why do you thoughts. have that? Because you had to pay for it or something? No, because I was the only one who had access to oh, it. Oh yeah. What, there do you, it is. So, what do you want to do with it, Lawrence? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking uh, maybe the, we can the, have. You, you shared a an excerpt and like it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just, oh. it was written by Lawrence. I yeah, think you were right. you were sort of like look at this horrible thing I wrote. And we're like no, that's that's, that's well yeah. written. That's that's was, very good, Lawrence. It was approaching it was approaching pretense level, but. Uh, no, there's worse. There's much worse. And, and it, actually, I've found treasure troves that date back way before that. So uh, perhaps perhaps we'll have some golden oldies from, from Lawrence's blog years coming up. Um, the, the inside gaming stuff wasn't too bad. Before that, it was much worse. It got mm. better at writing, believe it or not. Uh, I believe it. Everything oh, yeah. takes practice. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the other thing that happened this weekend, I got a chunk taken out of my hand because at some point, let's go mm. to the chunk, chunk cam. You can kind of see it. A little bit. Yeah. That's not so bad. At some point on Saturday, I was had both hands on the side of a dumpster and was like jumping up and down on all the trash inside to pack it down in. Mm-hmm. My uh, my girlfriend's mom was having some medical troubles, so we were kind of help cleaning out her house, setting up a bedroom on the bottom floor so she didn't have to go up and downstairs. Uh, but yeah, there was a the thing that my darkest, deepest nightmare came true because every time I move, I basically use it as an opportunity to throw shit away. Oh. Um, I th- I think she hasn't moved in a long time. So there was just a lot of, man, just stuff. Just stuff. Stuff it was sucks. somewhat cathartic to throw it all out, but did, it did lead to interesting scenarios where I was just like jumping up and down on a chair trying to cram it into this dumpster wondering where my life had gone to. It was fun, though. It's, it's great being an adult where the highlight of your weekend is finding an open dumpster that you can get some of your trash into. Oh, no, I rented this. Oh, really? I called a service. Oh. A, pre- a <clears throat> prestige dumpster service. It's cool. Is it called Prestige? No. Oh, oh. Gatsby over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rent his own dumpster. <laughs> I don't know. There was something oddly empowering about ordering up my own dumpster and filling it with trash. <laughs> this is what You're it's right. become. I'm okay, <laughs> Mr. President. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, feels good. Wow. Uh, I guess we can move on to hard net, and it's going to be a short one because I'm I'm. I would normally not decide. <laughs> This for you guys, but I'm gonna decide this for you oh, guys. Okay. Okay. The winner this week is yet again Game Girl Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, especially because they posted that video. Because, because they they were both aware of and I assume honored by. Incredible. I would hope that they were honored by. It. I was honored that we received. Absolutely. I was video. honored as well. Yeah. Well, the ladies, the ladies all worked out. It's always nice to know that you've grabbed the attention of a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, this is, I think, a hard net and first in which uh, in which we get to not only enjoy and celebrate a community on the internet doing what they do, but also enjoy their enjoyment of us enjoying that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's good. It's good. I I only wanted this to send out positive vibes into the world, and now we can all hold hands. Get, maybe get your hand crushed because it get, get shredded. Yeah, mm -hmm. by these wonderful ladies and their strong lifestyles. Man, you you have to assume that with Wonder Woman out there, there's only good, there's going to be droves of boobs. people. <laughs> yes. You see flexing her boobs. Mm -hmm. Droves of people yeah. driven to game girl power now. There was a there was like a making of that. They're all popping. I sent it around to you guys. The making of Wonder Woman, like the Amazonian, like they're just tossing each other around. Yeah. Like you know, Zack Snyder was somewhere off to the yes. side, being like, "Yes, harder, faster, <laughs> push that tire up a hill." Well, love it. Maybe, uh, <laughs> oh man, maybe not Zack Snyder. They That's are nice. People. You but ladies were famous before. Yeah, we even talked to you. So, God oh, bless you. Oh my gosh, is that, that a sex wing bra? It is. Yeah. Look at her. It. Look at her nipple. Wow. Do they have nipple implants? No. Let's they find out. Because once you put that much. Uh, muscle behind it, it just pushes the nipple. Okay, they're always erect. Yeah, man. This is I was, great. I was going to suggest guys that for making this. <laughs> guys, should be she's some beautiful. Sort of, they are beautiful. They're yeah. beautiful and strong. To the entire team who worked on it's, it's one. Well, guy. the ladies. Got to be yeah, one dude, right? To the ladies. Oh yeah, ladies are real. God, they have a nice How house. How did she cross her legs? I mean, yeah. she just did it. That's I what ladies do. The only yeah. the only problem with this is they got to reset up their living room. Aww. Because they have a weird setup here where they all have to sit to the side and watch it off from an angle. Move the couch over yeah, that way right. you can watch it that way. Yeah. The one thing I didn't I didn't like about watching this was that it led to the girls having, you know, some issues. So they had some. They were got a little self conscious. Body when they shouldn't. They're amazing. They shouldn't. They're yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. They're amazing women. Look at those calves. You wish you had those calves. Those are great calves. But hey, to their credit, they used they used that. That negativity to just fire them up and go out and get what they want from the world, which yeah. is even bigger calves. Yeah, I was like, bench more houses. <laughs> I read that. Pack your power bars. We're going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. I want to start saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, pack up your power pack bars. Pack your power bars. Man, what, wow. a, what a great way to, to wrap up any evening with friends. They're yep. already curling Thank in a montage. Yep. Man, just blowing it away. You nice always get stronger. Job. You want to look good next week? Like they knew they'd be on the show this week, so they're mm -hmm. getting. They're getting. They knew it. Um, <laughs> you ladies look it. great. I, I saw there was a, I had a couple recommended videos pop in for me. Um, boobs get bigger. Too. Have you have you guys heard of the One Punch Man challenge? Yes, the it's like the fitness challenge. Yeah, I, mean, I, I saw my attorneys. Uh, is it the one hundred sit ups, push ups, something like? It's exactly that or whatever. Yeah, run, run a mile. Oh, I think it's yeah, ten kilometers. I think. It was. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but uh, not for us. No, God, no. What's the challenge? Um, one Punch Man workout. The One, the one punch, punch Man, man workout. workout. When they ask him how he became so infinitely <laughs> strong, yeah. he says that the, there's a heightened moment for yeah. comedic effect. He's like, fine, I'll tell you all of the training I did. Yeah. And he goes, every single morning and every single day, I do 100 push-ups, 100 <laughs> sit-ups, 100 squats, and a 10K run. <laughs> and then the guy is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like that's not even that much for an athlete. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, every single day. That's um, awesome. He trained yeah, so was, hard his hair fell out. I was yeah. thinking uh, fan service should do this. Oh, as a, yeah. Um, the problem is the 10K run. That's, that's the hardest that's a while. That's a, that's a long that's run. That's a really long if, if like you a can two hour run. If you can spread that out, 
I guess, over the day. Yeah. For comedic effect, they should have said like a one mile run. Yeah. Or one K. Yeah. I think but I saw that Meg miles? Turney's doing this. And I believe that Probably she does because she one. runs all the time. Yeah. As an, it's a in great run. shape. I can't, I can't run that long. I get bored. Six, six, six miles. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good run. That's not a. But at like what speed? I mean, any if speed. You do six you miles want, an hour. You can get it out an hour. Uh, six, six, six miles an hour is a pretty decent jog pace. That is a, that's a long time, focus. though. To maintain that pace is very, very yeah. difficult. But if you want to be one punch, man. Boom, look at that right over the shoulder. Yeah. Sex swing. It's traffic oh. Boosh. Nice. Yeah. How many abs? One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> lose, lose count after, after seven. Should we do a one punch man challenge? Should we? The running is such a pain in the ass, yeah, no, though. The running, the running is, a, I think, I don't we know. We could knock out everything during the workday. We could do, set up the alarm system again. Like, woo! Okay, oh, yeah. time for oh, 20 yeah. push-ups. That's right. That'd be easy. But yeah, the it'd be at least an hour of running every day. And I guess if we can modify it to just do one k, or okay, how about this? You, you need do to train, six point two miles over a week. You need to train to be able to run six point two yeah, miles. Yeah, I can't that's do the, it. That's the only that was my only problem with One Punch Man. Honestly, thinking back <laughs> on it in hindsight, is my one problem with One Punch Man is that everything else is like seems like a pretty low standard. A hundred push-ups. Per day, yeah, you can do that. Is feasible for even <sighs> beginners if you spread it out over time. But man, Biceps. a ten k run oh. is that's uh. You could. What if? I mean, if you take walk breaks, that's not so bad. Like it's alternate such between. such a long time. It's, it's, it's long. a very it's long, long time. Long. It, but, that makes it sound the problem. My problem is nothing else sounds like training. That sounds like oh, training, okay. she, what is she and curling? that defeats the joke. She's curling like five out of six hundred pounds. No, it's She's nothing. Strong, Bruce. Gosh. I got a long way to go. It's way more than five and six hundred pounds. It is, right? I mean, if we could see what there's a hundred pound plates. Are those hundred pound plates? According to that, it's it's either hundred pounds near that. Yeah, Yeah, hundred pounds pounds. per plate. And she looks gorgeous doing it. So amazing. That hair, that makeup. God, you look good. Those are good thighs. Two, three, four, (laughs) five, six, seven, eight, nine, (laughs) ten. Come on, when does it stop? Eleven. 12. 12. Oh, shit. There's at least 12 there on one side. So it's so over a ton. So 2,400 pounds. 2,400 pounds. She's curling. Look at the tat, though. Oh, that's... Oh, wow. That's I didn't good. notice that. Is that henna? <laughs> I feel like she wouldn't want to commit something to her body too much. She's going to stretch. Could, yeah, she could gain some mass. Man. Just killing it I'm out sure there. Sure, he did. Yeah. Great, Just killing great effort. It. Oh. Good form, too, the whole time. Yep. They don't compromise on those reps. Yeah. They're tiny, beautiful, tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> so dainty. Uh, I guess in, in other gaming news real quick, uh, David Eddings joined Rooster Tee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is via Games Industry. Quote, as Eddings pitches Rooster Teeth Games as a publishing partner, no doubt he will focus on the deliver- discoverability opportunities afforded by Rooster Teeth's YouTube subscriber audience of more than 35 million people. As for how effectively he can do that for indies, potential partners will soon have a Rooster Teeth Games track record to assess. Its first title from an outside developer, Invisible Collective's twin-stick shooter Battle Sloth's 2025 The Great Pizza War, Arrives on Steam next week. Sweet. So yeah, Rusty's getting into the publishing business. Man, I there are a couple of things that make me just sort of dork out about being part of Rooster Teeth and getting to work here. And the fact that, I mean, for no other reason than video games are awesome, they started a game studio to develop games and then started a publishing studio to publish cool games. Yeah. Just putting more games in the world, man. It's cool shit. I love my, it. My dreams can finally come true of making my MOBA. No. This is Do- Do- Dotamax? Dotamax? Oh, we can make Dotamax. Are you fighting over Isn't that what it was? Yeah. Dotamax. I wanted to make, uh, what is it, dinosaurs versus robots, but no, no one will fund it. So my dream will... What's the game? I just explained it to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Hey. This is like seafood. <laughs> yeah. I, I just told you what it is. Yeah. There's 10 different ways to make an octopus. <laughs> yeah. Things comes from 
uh, Gearbox. So it's good to have him in the in the oh, family. Yeah. He well, yeah. Did you say he was? Yeah, I I met him fucking years ago. Remember, he introduced himself. He got like packs, and he's like, yeah. Well, and then like randomly through the conversations, like yeah, I did the voice of Claptrap. I'm like it's fucking awesome. I'm like, what do you do at Gearbox? He's like. I'm like one of the head guys. Like, that's fucking awesome. It's weird that you didn't recognize him because he does have one wheel instead mm-hmm. of two legs. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I, I always forget about that. I only see him from the waist up most of the time, so it's oh. easy to forget. Yeah. He keeps it nice and oiled up so it doesn't squeak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super uh, cool dude, yeah. And then, I guess, another news. Uh, Japan's back. They never left, but they're back. Hmm? Uh, this is in reference to... This was a big-time interview with Sean Layden at Sony. And uh, basically talking about how, how Sony's killing it because they are killing it. And uh, there was a brief clip in there. I had sort of noted that, man, there have been some really high-profile Japanese-developed console releases lately that are really good. Like Zelda, Final Fantasy, uh, Neo, Persona. Nier, Persona, yep, uh, Resident Evil 7. It's like, it's like all these old development houses are now back and actually launching games. Uh, this is from the article, quote, Layden says the Japanese publishers are also coming back, listing off games like Resident Evil 7, no, 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 no. Uh, quote, that's super important for us, he says. Uh, I think a lot of Japanese developers lost their way chasing the mobile games yen, if you will. Oh. But they're coming back to console in a major way. And speaking of, we'll have some big announcements at E3 in that precise vein. It's chasing the mobile yen, like chasing the snowy dragon mm-hmm. for these guys. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's, that, that comment made a lot of sense to me. There was, there was even more than in the West, a gold rush on mobile because, man, Japanese game players went nuts over mobile games. Uh, now it seems like that whole situation is kind of stabilized, yeah. or rather the amount of money that you can get from there is realistic expectations have been set. It seems like developers are now switching back to big AAA console releases. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of very original thinking that happens in Japan, both you know, entertainment for adults or otherwise. Uh, so it's good, to, it's good to have that, that breath of fresh air cycling through games again. And on that note, this breath of fresh air is done for this week. Uh, thank you for listening or watching, whichever you did. I appreciate it. Uh, we've got the post show coming up next if you're watching live. So please stay tuned for that. A lot of great fan art this week. Hmm. YouTube doesn't want to. <laughs> so wait, there's a version of this where she flexes so hard her top explodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Patreon of the rescue they for Game Girl that Power. Patreon yeah. has, uh, has, tri- has triple X content like that. Man. Yeah, I know. Everything. Is perfect in this world. Support well, the Lawrence, that was a risky click right there. Yeah, yeah. that was it. It's YouTube. How bad uh, could it be? Uh, well, Lawrence, also, next, I love Derby. Next week we're doing yeah. the Drunky Three too. That's right. Four dudes so, too. Yeah, a bit Ooh. of bit of yeah. caution, warning. Uh, set your expectations properly. Now, next week, uh, Dude Soup's normal time. It will be live, except that is exactly when Ubisoft is doing their E3 press conference, and we have drinking rules and all of that. So next week's Dude Soup is just going to be us watching Ubisoft getting drunk and screaming. <laughs> I will interrupt with with sponsor breaks uh, at hopefully at lulls. Brave. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's gonna be the podcast. So there won't be a whole lot of topical discussion aside from us screaming at Aisha It's Tyler. the most topical thing yeah, it is right there. The most, it is the most topical. Wait, yeah, oh, actually, you you're absolutely right. Girl Power or Ubisoft? Ubisoft, okay. <laughs> we, we can figure out a way to show both. Uh, uh, so yeah, just prepare for that because it's gonna be pretty chaotic, so. Thanks again, and please stay tuned for the post show coming up right now. Boom.